Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. And today I had Jamba Juice, so it's a good day. That is nice. I also had Jamba Juice. What? We are still together enjoying this holiday season and wanted to talk about maybe a holiday movie sensation, Bird Box. The Bird Box. Admit it. You already saw it. Well, if you're listening to Netflix, everybody saw it. <laughs> 40 million households. I know, and they never publish stuff like that. that. must They must be really happy with this one. Yeah. How many people do you think thought it was like a bird documentary? Oh, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> what cute romantic comedy is she in now? Well, we're going to jump on the phenomenon and join the conversation with Bird Box. Uh, but before we do, we wanted to give our... We, we felt like the world needed to know what Two Brothers Review thinks of Bird Box. That's right. We got to give the... People are wondering. <laughs> all of our many listeners... A chance to hear our thoughts on Bird Box. Yeah, and we want to hear your thoughts. I don't know how you'd get a a hold of us. (laughs) And Ty's personal phone number is? (laughs) Yeah, call me. I don't care. I'm ready. Yikes. Uh, There is a Twitter handle. Tweet at us, and we'll answer your questions. Okay, we'll do it. That's a big commitment, but tweet at 2brosreview on Twitter. I'm going to figure out how to tweet. Yikes. <laughs> World, we're not ready. <laughs> if you see some bird box type accidents soon, you'll know Ty learned how to tweet. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Uh, Just kidding, Ty. That's mean. <laughs> <laughs> what? You know what? You know what would be a picture of me on Twitter? That meme of Sandra Bullock from Bird Box in the boat. What's the meme of you? No, a meme of her. Yeah, she's all she's all over the place. I know that meme of her with the blindfold on in the boat. That's me using Twitter. Oh, don't look. I can't see. <laughs> okay, we're we've gotten off the rails a little. That didn't work. Okay, read. Don't know. Uh, that's what's... don't worry. You've only missed three jokes that we've cut out at this point. <laughs> I don't. You can leave the awkward ones in. <laughs> um. Okay, before we talk more about Bird Box, we want to do our favorite Sandra Bullock movies. Um, I didn't know he said favorite Sandra Bullock movie. Well, I don't know. How else do you? I always think it's like the most interesting one worth talking about. Anyway, mine is Speed, which is not that interesting because everyone's seen it, but it is a classic. I really thought you were going to say... Two Weeks Notice. Well... I do love two weeks' notice. That's what I have oh, for, really? for, for mine. But what's the other one where they have to get engaged and then they go to Alaska because she's not American? Yikes. The, oh, that one's pretty cute too, though. I think we watched it in Washington, in like Port Angeles. I don't know if you remember. At the theater? At that theater. Huh. Had to get out of that family reunion house. Oh, man. <laughs> But I cannot think of what it is called. I don't know. It's rough. Never mind. Miss Congeniality? (laughs) Nope, not that one. (laughs) Okay. I thought you were going to choose Blindside. I don't know if I love that southern accent. Okay, tell me why you chose Two Weeks Notice. Oh, I just think it's kind of fun and cute and I think she's good in it. Mm. We watched it recently. 
Yeah, and it's good with uh, Hugh Grant. He's fun in that movie, too. Yeah. All right, let's get into Bird Box. I think it's sort of a kind of high-concept movie, right? Uh, High-mystery movie. Not into the concept. We're not sure there was a concept behind all the mystery, or I'm not. I mean, I feel like it's not so confusing, right? If you look at some monster, it makes you see something, experience something in your mind, which causes you to want to kill yourself. Unless you have some sort of mental problem. And in that case, you think the monsters are beautiful and you want to make everyone else see them. That's so ridiculous. Not even, I don't even mean, I mean, like, obviously you have to suspend your disbelief and take the premise, but what are you seeing? You're seeing the monster. Why does the monster make you in your mind think of something that makes you want to kill yourself? And so strong. Like, we don't have any, we don't have any parallel to that in the real world of something so strong that you immediately have to kill yourself at all cost. I agree. It's extreme. Well, it's not, it's like, you know, like in a zombie movie, you get infected with the virus and you turn into a zombie. We know what viruses are. We have a way of understanding that, but this is like, uh, it doesn't make any sense still to me. And I don't think they ever really explained it other than saying, don't look at them, right? You get that early on, but they never show anyone doing any kind of research or trying to figure out how to get past them. And they have the one person look at it through a computer screen, and that still makes him want to kill himself. Yeah, or like, why can't you, why can you, I'm trying to think of an example. The um, at, Near the end, he goes outside to confront the, the, you know, the, what are those, the crazy people who aren't affected. And he's able to walk around outside for a while, so it's only if a monster's there, obviously. So there just seems like if you slightly catch a glimpse of a monster at all, you will have the thing happen. I mean, except the kind of emotional turn of the movie, and this is definitely spoiling the guy who is in love with Sandra Bullock loves her so much that even after he sees the monster, he's able to withstand the desire to kill himself to save her before he kills himself. Right. That's the whole turn. Like that moment, you know, he sees the monster. He starts to cry, but he overcomes that to save Sandra Bullock. There's a, there is like something good there. I guess. Look, look, this is not going to be a huge surprise to people, right? Like this movie's gotten horrible reviews. It doesn't make sense. It's it. You don't, you don't feel it. It's very contrived. Right. I guess I think they do a couple of things good. The tension builds, right? I mean, they're... Are no, these- it doesn't. I disagree. I feel like th- you have... Uh, okay, so it does this other thing with the time. Right, the time jump I don't agree with. Which totally messes up the tension for me. Because it's it's this very tense first day when they find out about the thing happening and they get locked. She gets she ends up in the house and and they're learning and they're trying to figure out like how to survive. And then it cuts back to her on a boat with two kids, and that totally ruins the tension for me. And if you looked at the whole timeline of what we get to see in the movie, we see a lot at the beginning, then years pass. Like four years pass. 
which and we have no idea how they're surviving. Well, we have a little bit of idea. They're going house to house, which also seems totally implausible to me. These creatures never can go inside, apparently. <laughs> Don't open. I mean, I guess you well. Listen, you have to they invite go in the, them in. They go in the garage. They, they do. Well, that Did John Malkovich die? We don't know. No, he, he does die, but later. Oh, that's right. He stays in the garage for a while. Well, yeah, what I mean is, does he die when uh, the British guy opens the garage door? No, because he comes in with the shotgun. Oh. And then he's trying to shoot the British guy, but he can't look at him. And the British guy tackles him off the balcony. Oh, I forgot that part somehow. I think that's happened. I can't remember either. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. John Malkovich's character was so awful, but then he'd feel like he does the right thing, right? Yeah, he had to redeem himself. He redeems himself. The thing that bothers me is the point that I thought was really interesting. Tom Hollander comes into the house. You know, they let him in. He's pretending to be totally, you know, sane. He got away from people. And then you realize he is crazy when he pulls out this notebook of pictures and they never address them again. I actually think there's a lot of interesting stuff there. And I wish they would have gone down that road a little bit more. Yeah, it sets, again, it's bad writing. It sets up a question in your mind and then it never pays off. Like, what, what is the value that he gets by making people look at the monster? That didn't make any sense to me. Did, do the monsters bestow something upon him? Well, the crazy people think that what they, that they think what, when they see it that it's so beautiful, it's amazing. Right. So he wants other people to see this amazing thing. Pure altruism. Because <laughs> I'm just like, there's a lot of things that I think are amazing. But I'm not forcing people to see it. You're not. I don't know. It'll, yeah. Okay, and then also, we haven't talked about this yet, but the ending is so bad. What do you mean, of course, blind people would live? I mean, they wouldn't be able to ever get any new food. Like, oh, they don't explain that. It's so tacky, and they and they have a huge courtyard, and, and when the oh my gosh, when the birds chirp, everyone that can see just closes their eyes. Apparently, okay. So so why wouldn't everyone do that? You don't need to be in a blind uh, school for the blind to have that happen. Well, right, and that British guy knew about the birds enough to put them away. Like, uh, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, it doesn't. It, I mean, it, it, I get what they're doing, but it's it's just so tacky is the word that comes to mind. It's just so like it makes you groan. Like the blind people. I mean, of course, blind people are safe. Well, they don't reveal it straight away, right? They show the guy who meets them, but they only show the bottom half of his face. It's like it, they take a little while for the reveal. It's just so funny to me. Uh, I want to go back a little bit to that structure that they do where they show things in the you know the past and then the kind of current timeline and i think one of the only reasons they do it is so that they you know can sort of build the tension around these different reveals right about oh people with mental you know from in, from that insane asylum don't don't kill themselves cuz they run into the guy in the water who tries to make them look but they haven't explained that yet right and that wouldn't be as effective of a scene if you already knew that about people but it just it doesn't well, yeah. And the payoff's not enough for the structure they do, right? I think you could do like that first day and then like four years later and make it interesting some other way. Or there's still tension when those four people show up and they have to get away from them. Yeah, and there's still tension with a guy 
attacking your boat. Yeah. It's not I don't know if it builds attention, but it's more it's more like later when you learn that crazy people can see the monsters, you get to have that moment of, Oh, that guy was crazy. That's why he didn't die. It's not great. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I do want to talk about one more thing, and it's when they're getting to the rapids. She's like, one of you has to look. And they both fall in, both the kids volunteer, and she says, I'll choose, I'll choose. And then the end result is neither of them has to look. So bad. Like, I think it would have been interesting if you made her choose her own child or this child that she told someone she would watch to be the one that looks. And it could have been that they looked and you don't see a monster. Like, why would a monster be on the rapids? Well, they're in the air. Don't they fly around? Sure, but why would they be flying there? No, Reed, I don't know. You could have made one kid look and then have them survive, right? That would have been more interesting. Or kids are immune. Or or the kid's crazy, and that's how they learn he's crazy. All good. Anyway, to be like, it just sets up this false stakes where you think, okay, these rapids are so serious, someone has to look. But also, as soon as they said that, I was like, what's a kid looking at the rapids going to do? It's big waves. The kid's not going to you know, go right. Go right, go left. Like the, a kid would have to, a kid who's never seen a river before. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, even if you forget that, uh, it's setting up these really high stakes that are false. Someone doesn't have to look. You can go through the rapids without it. Oh, and then they find each other in the river without opening their eyes after they've capsized. Also ridiculous. Yeah. And from the river to the blind colony. There's this moment where it's like a lot of wind whooshing and leaves moving and Sandra can hear the voice telling her to take it off and look. But they never show that earlier in the movie when the monsters are around. Like you never hear that voice, that internal call to look. I think you do a little bit. A little, a little. I think it's just from other people telling them to look. Uh, It just was surprising to me. Like if this monster doesn't ever physically hurt you. Why wouldn't you also put things in your ears? I don't know. Ty? I don't know. I know. Okay, why did Sandra Bullock do this movie? I don't know. I read something that said she's very picky about her movies, and this this the film the script was based on a book, and it had a, it was going to be produced in 2014, and then it got somehow it fell through, but the script was on the blacklist for a while which is the list of the best screenplays that haven't been produced yet in Hollywood. So people apparently thought this was a great script. Interesting. Okay. Which just shows you anyone can be a screenwriter in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. We've talked about quite a few things. Are there anything you liked in this movie? Yeesh. I can't think of anything. All right. I'll say one more thing I thought was kind of hokey. The news person giving the overview at the beginning when she's in her apartment and like using a news broadcast to give exposition. Yeah. It's so bad. Also the dialogue in that scene was so bad. The between the sisters, between the sisters. Yeah. I hated it. Yeah. Very clunky, very expositional. (laughs) Um, all right, Ty, how are you going to rate bird box? I'm going to give it a one. I'm also going to give it a one. I, I Really? I just think, even though it was fun, uh, I don't know, to talk about, right? It's like fun to 
like, oh my gosh, this is so No, it was annoying. It was annoying. You're right. So it's a one for me. Sorry, Um, Netflix. You don't care. Oh, yeah. People will talk about it. They're probably happy we're doing a podcast. They are. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go watch Bird Box if you haven't yet because of this podcast. We don't want to support it. We also ruined it for you. (laughs) The British guy's bad. Did we ruin it for you? Yeah. Or was it already ruined? (laughs) We got some good memes out of it. I guess. All right. Do you have something else you want to recommend? Man, the Kaminsky Method won uh, Golden Globe. So I watched the pilot. Big, Rough. Big Michael Douglas fan, huh? Uh, it's It's got all the trappings. The main character is a acting coach in L.A. It feels like it was written by someone who's spent all their time in L.A. trying to make it into the business. I would not recommend it. But you got to live your best life. So... I have not seen it and will not see it. Dude, why don't why won't you? Just because it's old people and you don't. Care I just about don't. I just don't care about the story. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look very good. Um, for me, I'm going to recommend uh, something we did this week where we uh, went out and saw an improv show in San Francisco. And while San Francisco is definitely not a improv hotspot, I would say it's still kind of fun to support people doing that. So maybe. If you're looking for uh, improv in this city, it's called Bats, B-A-T-S. But they must have been early internet adopters and have the website improv.org. Yeah, very impressive. So, And you're going to see Reed on a stage there soon. No. <laughs> I think <laughs> it might be interesting to take an improv class. And then you said don't do it from them. <laughs> well, we're, we'll come back to you on that, audience. Yeah, wait for me in four months when I recommend an improv class. <laughs> We're going to improv an episode of TBR in characters. Oh, I was going to say, we already are improving this. <laughs> no, in, char- in characters. Oh, yeah. All right, thanks for joining us this week to talk about Bird Box. This is Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. Uh, and I'm Ty. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>